Thank you for joining us for the WS Podcast. Long awaited, long overdue. Um, I had traveled to Washington, came back, and now I'm in the act of moving from New York to D.C. And I am, after all, Tyler Whitford, calling in for night from Brooklyn, New York, on June 21st. I'm joined by Bryce Whitford, the taller brother, and arguably going to be the most successful. Bryce, how are you doing today? Uh, oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well god the it, um, hottest day of the year it's actually 88 right now um the seals the, down the, in liberty may must just be scorched well you know when you go out there if you go kayaking they just they kind of just plop up on the little platform there's like yeah. 30 of them now, just, they're, now they're cooking uh, on there yeah you yeah, ever had cooked seal nope, blubber and i really don't want to try it you know you just put it on a hot dog bun and fry that Lather it up with some margarine and Crisco, then you fry it again. So it's basically just three types of butter on bread, or three types with of fat. grease on bread with fat fried twice. Fried, and then and then the key is you get Frank's hot sauce. Now write this down: ranch, and then fresh butter again. Okay, well ranch—that's a really big category. I mean, we're talking to Hidden Valley. Yeah, yeah. Newman's own. bottom shelf. B- bottom, bottom shelf, shelf. Ranch. man. Yeah, like even that's if you want to take like the Hidden Valley like powder. Sprinkle that on there oh. like a like just a little extra something something for some for some texture. There it is. I see. I see. And uh, today's podcast is brought to you by um, Lil Wayne's Seal Blubber Emporium. Lil Wayne Seal Blubber. If it ain't fat, it ain't right. Three locations in northeastern Maine. So I, I I'm not familiar with these connections though. I mean, are you reaching out to these entities? No, they're finding or? me. They, they're I, I'm finding just, I'm, you. Okay. I'm, I'm just I, I'm just on Craigslist and doing man looking, <laughs> man looking for man posts. Man looking for man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just I'm just out there. I'm I'm you know I'm just got my hands. You must get a lot of odd inquiries. Yes, yes, I do. If yes, it's, I do. If it's man looking for man, got it? Okay. I, but but I'm a man. It doesn't have to be man. So I just do it on all – that's just where I've had my most success. I see. Okay. You know, I'm on man vers- looking for women. I'm on man looking for a car. I'm on all those Craigslist ads. You can find me on there. But it's not podcast looking for – okay, looking for partnership. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me. Oh, that would have been good. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we offer no benefits for sponsorship either. No. No, we can't. We don't have that luxury. Not yet. But you know who did have a luxury? John Ram. He had the Rob. luxury of winning the U.S. Open. Did I say Ram? It's, you did say Ram. Oh, like a Dodge Ram. Dodge Ram. Ram. <laughs> Rom. John Rom. Tell me about John Rom, Bryce. We didn't know about him until recently. Until he, What was the tournament that was two weeks back? That was the... Um, I don't know. Oh, it wasn't the He was leading... He was, he was leading. It was, it was a tournament two weeks ago. Let me let me mm-hmm. find this really quick. It was a tournament two weeks ago. Heading into the Sunday, he mm. um he was um winning the tournament by six strokes heading into Sunday. Which, which Bryce, for those who don't play golf, six strokes it's a, generally pretty good. That I mean, it's it's hard to. It's a better than a six-run lead in baseball. Signif- yes. Um, so it was the yes. RBC. I want to say it was the RBC Canadian Open. No. Mm, no prestigious. No. no, maybe it was the Palmetto Championship. Nope, it was the Memorial Tournament. It was the Memorial Tournament. 
Oh, he was the memorial. He was leading by six strokes on Sunday, heading into his final mm. round, and about an hour, two hours before, he went to go tee off, um, or maybe an hour, two hour, two hours, hour or two after he finished his third round, he got contacted by the PGA and said, "You are suspended from this tournament indefinitely, as you have tested positive for COVID." Boom. Done. And by and winning a tournament, first of all. Like if you're if you're leading by six strokes heading into a Sunday, you are expecting a very nice payday of five hundred grand or more. In Unless this case, you absolutely it was into nine digits. fall apart. A part of me, seven digits. He would have won probably around one point eight million, something yeah. along those lines. I mean, the purse for these tournaments is about eleven million total, but the winner will get one point five to two somewhere in that range. So mm-hmm. he was due for a big payday. I he got nothing. Got he fleeced. Was, nothing. Um, Fleeced. So he broke down in tears. I mean, he, I don't remember the last time mm-hmm. he's won a tournament. Um, so heading into the U.S. Open this past week, he was the betting favorite. Um, he was probably playing some of the best oh, he golf. Was. He was, yeah. Probably mm-hmm. playing some of the best golf. And, um, I mean, it was him, just all the other big names. And this year's U.S. Open was at Torrey Pines, which is in San Diego. And John Rahm's first PGA win was at Torrey Pines about mm. four years ago, I think. Four or five years ago. Like, right when he got into it. It could have been even sooner than that. He also, he got engaged mm, at the cliffs him. of Torrey Pines about two years ago. Wait, okay, hold on, pause. Are cliffs a good place to get engaged? Because things go south. And go real far south, really quick. But they did arguably so far south that you go down. But they didn't to the bottom of the cliff. They didn't. Okay. Okay. Confirm. Ergo, good day, good place. You okay. win your first Just... PGA. You get engaged at mm. this venue. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Torrey Pines is one of the most difficult courses in the country. Top ten, mm-hmm. at least. Very difficult. Um, I don't know if you ever, if you guys have seen the the rough, on around some of the greens at Torrey Pines. I think you've told me about it. Six inches tall. Dress. It's like Jurassic Park out there. You, it, it, you. If your balls go like flies in there, you have it's a. It takes a while to look for it. Okay, it's you don't just see it immediately. You got to go find it, and then you have to find a way to hit it out of the grass, then hit it out accurately, with enough touch. Okay. So it's it's very demanding, very demanding course. And John Rahm just made the least mistakes. Sometimes that's all it takes. That's all it took. He won the U.S. Open by two strokes mm-hmm. over Louis Oosthuizen. I saw I saw the scores going into the final round. I think most people it was like early stage. That was. So Rom Rom started Sunday three strokes back. He was at three under, yeah, and Ustazen and a couple other guys were tied at five under. So he was three strokes mm-hmm. back. He birdied Kepka one and two. Kepka was there. McElroy was there. DeChambeau was there briefly. DeChambeau was at minus five. He was leading the tournament at some point. Right. John Rom birdies one and two to get to four under. Has one birdie and one bogey from hole three to hole sixteen, even golf. Then birdie 17, and then birdies 18 with a combined putt distance of 42 feet between the two putts. 
it, 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 that is some Tiger-esque type stuff to hit those putts mm-hmm. on those moments. And what I love about Torrey Pines is probably one of my favorite things about the way this course was set up is the 18th hole was um, it was a par five. So it was scorable for these players to make big, to make kind of like a splash play. Have just, at the if, very end. At the very end. If they're down mm. a stroke, down two, you can eagle and you can tie. You can pick up two strokes. And I just love that because it just allows these well, players to score you, on the last hole. Because cause then you have hope going into like, okay, it's I just got to hold on here. I can just do par. I can I can hit for par in these final you know final couple of holes here, and then I know on eighteen I can really push myself to go for you know get an eagle, go for birdie, yeah. or go for eagle, eagle, eagle on and two with the, with a one putt, and it's certainly doable. And a lot of people did that yesterday, um, but it was just mm. John, it's John Rahm's first major win of the PGA, and he's just so so deserving of it. Um, just an awesome well, player. He's it, just and, a you know, stick on I, the course. I think, and I think it's just a great um, lesson that um, is if you don't victimize yourself and if you don't go to the woe was me, poor me's place, you keep your head in it, you stay focused, you keep working, and you stay locked in. Another opportunity is coming right around the corner, but you just have to be willing to take it. And he did. I mean, incredible. I had no idea who he was until, you know, I like, saw him leading a couple of weeks ago and they pulled the rug out from under him. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people think like, wow, that was probably his chance, you know, to really come away and get a win. But to really buckle down, dig deep and pull it and pull out a U.S. Open is just fantastic. And, and the U.S. Love Open that. is by far the most challenging major. And, and it's it's it may not be the most prestigious because prestigious and challenging in the world of golf. They're kind of a little bit different. Um, right. But like the made the the Masters is the most prestigious, right? It's the Masters. It's been around for a hell of a long time. It's just it's just the history and the culture of that tournament. But the U.S. Open, it's not you're not playing at the same course every year. It's a new course every year. Mm-hmm. And the USGA makes it a priority to make it the most challenging and demanding course of the PGA season. So it is the hardest course they will play. And ex- Exhibit A is that rough that you saw, skinny fairways, and 500-yard par- 500 par fours. And if you miss left and you miss right, it's just, it just it, it makes it so much it makes it so hard to par. And there are just so many bogeys and double bogeys. Bryson DeChambeau was leading the tournament going into hole 10 on Sunday. Bogeyed 10. Or I think Oops. he bogeyed 11. He bogeyed 12. Double bogeyed... Um, 13 and then he threw in a quadruple bogey at some point mm, so I he, taste he, he, a little he, sprinkle of bogey he in just there. Mm. fell apart on the back nine and but that's how easy it is well he's not a finesse golfer actually isn't he a pretty good putter too yeah, he's no statistically the best putter on tour yeah or yeah, top statistically. five statistically which is incredible this is a mid game that lets him down right mm-hmm. generally it, it's mm. it, it it's so hard with bryson because I think what gets him in trouble is his his drives. If they're not going straight, he just hits them so far and so powerful that a slice for me on any given day, on any given drive, it's about twice as worse for Bryson if he makes that same mistake because it's mm-hmm. just so powerful, so much spin on the ball, and he, he'll just find himself 50 yards, 60 yards left or right of the fairway of his target. And if you're that far away from your target on a drive, 
who knows where your ball is going to end up. So he had penalties. He just, it, I mean, it, it's just in general. That's yeah, a volatile so... game he plays, right? It's a yeah. gamble. It's a gamble, in which makes it fun to watch. It's not safe it's golf. And it makes it awful fun to play out there. Speaking of fun to play, Seattle Mariners just swept the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, baby. And not one of those tiny two-game series, three-game series. It was a four-game series against the defending AL champs. Four. And they did not do it the easy way, Bryce. Now, won it with a grand slam two nights in a row. Was that back-to-back so, nights? So they had three walk-offs. Yeah, baby. Four games. Chaos Tuesday, ball. Thursday, Friday. And Sunday were walk-offs. ton of juice from those boys out there. Crawford has been fantastic. He's been, I mean, statistically the one of the hottest hitters in the MLB since 5-1. He's, he's raised his average from, he, he's sitting around 220, 230. Kyle Seager-esque on the offensive side of the ball. Ah, the Seager zone. And he has brought it up to 280 about five Which weeks. in this major leagues... 280 he's is very damn good. good, and then you pair he's, that with his gold glove at shortstop. He should be – well, I mean, he will be the one going to the All-Star game out of anyone. Uh, yes, at this point, yes. Um, it's, it'll be between him and Hanniger. Um, but I, I, I think would they say could probably I, both make it. They probably both could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Which is it, nice. Been... It feels good to get two because you always get the one mm-hmm. to make you feel better about yourself. But two is like, okay, you got two decent players at least. Yeah. And, you know, Kikuchi has looked good recently, actually. Yes. Um, good control, um, and, you know, which isn't always certain for him. So I, I don't know that he'll actually get extended, but it's nice to see him um, settling down a little bit and finding his poise. Mm-hmm. Logan Gilbert, I think he gave He's up been, four you know, or five you, runs. I'm but against that. the Rays, against the Rays, and he had a good outing against Cleveland the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks settled in there, um, mm-hmm. which, which is great to see because he's one of those young prospects we, we spoke about. And since we last talked, actually, Kalanick went down, mm-hmm. which um, I can't recall the conversation you and I had, but um, it doesn't look great. Yeah. Makes him look a little bit foolish that they brought him up in the first place, but I guess there's like this you got to try mentality. Fine. So be it. Um, and now he's back down to AAA. He's going to get some more swings on the ball, mm-hmm. and we'll see what comes of it. Maybe he comes back in September. Um, I don't know, but the next the next one you got to get right is, yes. is the point. Like you can't you can't get him on the yo-yo because as soon as you get on the yo-yo, it gets really hard to get off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did work for um, Tremel. Uh, he went down, got his head on strike, got his swing figured out. I think it was about two weeks or so. Um and, and came back up and, and he's looking competitive. Uh, Jake F- Fraley, uh, flashing some serious leather. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know where he came from. Uh, Tampa Bay. Ah, a trade a couple like years a ago. I think he, he was. I like think a... he was a part of that Zanino trade. Um, Zanino was looking chunky the other day. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Beefy. He's having some of those seal blubber Can dogs. I, I'm going to give about. you – okay, so Saturday night we went down to uh, the bar. To, we watched the end of the um, NBA playoff game. Then we caught like an inning of the Mariners-Rays game. Mariners were up 5-0, I think. Zanino's up to bat. We all had a couple drinks deep, and Coop goes, got it. Anybody here – you could be a drunk 80-year-old from Paul's Bow, and you know that all you do with Zanino is give him three curveballs, and he'll strike out. And we just all started just dying, just laughing. It's just like so incredibly <laughs> true. 
and Logan Gilbert gives gives him a 93 mile an hour fastball right down the pipe, and it was cranked, and I called it bullpen, just cranked. It's like, dude, what are you? Doing? I mean, they ended up winning the game, but it's just it was just so funny. Um, but I wanted to make call this... him the Zanino shot. <laughs> I, it looks I, like he's having a nice little season over there I, again. To, you know, he's a great catcher. He's I think he's one of the best defensive catchers in the league. Um, and so. As long as he's hitting over 200, I think it's fine. Yeah, it is what it is. We'll take that with his power. Um, I, and I, then Shed, Shedlong Jr. with a walk-off Grand Slam yesterday. Was first that run live. of the season. Loving that. Yep. Love so I that. texted Bryce because they had, I think it was bases loaded. Bases and juiced a, one out. Well. And Fra- no, oh, bases a, juiced one out. Jake Fraley popped out to, like, the shortstop. So right, and before that, it was first and third, and it was a fielder's choice or something like that. It was a really, it was a, um, oh man, what was it? Crawford got thrown out of home, I think. Something oh, like Crawford got caught in a pickle. He got caught in a uh, sticky pickle there. Mm-hmm. And, and but the thing is, I texted Bryce. I'm like, what? Why can't they just close this? And in <laughs> 15 seconds, Shedlong just jacked it. Not actually, Shed it was actually crank more of a laser show. beam. Dead crank show there, bud. He just ripped <laughs> just it over that laser. right field fence there, man. Barely got off the ground and just skimmed over Seriously. the wall. Seriously. Yeah. Pow. Pow. Like the Death Star. Pow. <laughs> That's not a Death Star noise at all. We'll have to edit that I like post. it. I like it. Sorry. I need you to go rip that audio from um from A New Hope and just get the whole Death Star <laughs> you know thing played in there. You know, Spend three or four hours, get that in there. I'll right? see what I can do. Let's get our intern on it. Oh, yeah. We're not going to disclose his name. Oh. oh, sorry. Damn it. Crap. <laughs> Crap. Um, so I think right now they're two games over. They um, are 30. They're 38 30. and 36. And and uh-huh. I, I want to make this point before you go any further. Oh, Lord. Here it it feels. No, this is good. This is good. Uh-huh. It oh, feels, it feels different. No, 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 no. <laughs> this team has turned the damn corner. I tell you. No, that's not it. I'm just going to say this. I've never seen anything like it. I'm just going to say this, and you're going to have to agree. It feels really good, and it feels damn good as a Mariners fan to trade for young prospects, trade for them, and see them flourish wearing a Mariners jersey where they previously played they were not flourishing. Ty France, J.P. Crawford was a prospect we got from the Phillies. Ty France is a prospect? How old is he? Uh, well, I mean, he was a prospect when we traded for him from the Padres, like a, like, and he's like a, he's 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 established to a certain extent now, but he wasn't hitting like this last year in San Diego. Wait, wait, wait! Is it a Dennis Quaid prospect? Oh, he's twenty six. Okay, so I mean, he's kind of okay. at the tail end of this prospect. Like, what do, what is Still, a, what is a prospect? But he wasn't different doing in this. baseball. He wasn't doing this in San Diego last year, right? And I mean, I could I could go down. The, uh, Jake Fraley was in the minors when we got him from 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 Tampa Bay. He's here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could I could kind of just keep going, but you know, you kind of feel where I'm coming from because it used to be we we're trade. I mean, we still do it, but it still will happen every, every now and then. But, well, but the mantra we would just trade, trade away our top prospects for a, a, you know a, a desk chair and a copier. Thir- yeah, thirty-two you know? year old. Right hand, seventh inning reliever. Yeah, who with a three nine ERA, with a ninety eight mile an hour fastball. We who really blows out his arm get... five games in, and then we don't Tommy, hear from yeah. him. Tommy, Tommy John, John. instantly. <laughs> just, just he just he just enters the clubhouse. Boom, surgery required. 
out indefinitely. Yeah. That's the Mar- that's the Mariners' way. So, but no, they, I mean they're competitive. Often, as soon as they look like they're tailing away, they they string some wins together. They you know they've swept the Athletics. They've now swept the Rays. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, Detroit seems to have their number and Cleveland yeah, does too. Yeah. I don't know what happens. They don't like the central division, I guess, whatever. I don't know. Um, but it, 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 at least they're competitive. They are third in the division, but that's because they mm-hmm. are West with the Strohs and, and, and Oakland and even Anaheim. I mm-hmm. think it's just half a game behind them. Yeah. It's uh, pretty good. Um, so, but at least they're in the they're in the mix and they're competing. They're winning meaningful games, and as long as they get to August, and I think they're within five games of the wild card, that's great. I, I think so. If they're within striking distance of of the wild card, and and so the question is, are 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 young guys that we've kind of been waiting on, kind of this next step of the rebuild, getting them up here and staying and being and being consistent players in the lineup? We we're there. You know, our, our young guys and, you know, pending injury and stuff like that. And, you know, Kellenic, not, you know, he's not quite there. He's definitely – the, Well, he's obviously he's one of our youngest prospects too. So uh, not including Kellenic, we're finally seeing our young guys produce. And, and some of the prospects that we've traded for in the last three to four years produce and, and flourish into big-time players. And, and, and J.P. Crawford is that one for me. And yeah. So, so, the, so, yeah. so where, do, where do we go from now, right? A lot of up and down throughout the season. Where do we go from now until the end, till September? Okay. All I care about right now as a Mariners fan is what is this team going to look like in September? Not necessarily their, um, you know, their, their their playoff standing, even though that's obviously important. But how how are the how are how many games are they winning? Are they having going on hot streaks then cold streaks, or is it kind of just consistency? And that's kind of what I'm looking for from now on, because what it used to be, or from the when the season started, really hot, hottest team in baseball, the off. and then just fall off a cliff, and then battle back, drop off, battle back. That's kind of how it's been. Just a lot of fluctuating, fluctuating play. So I just want to see a little bit more consistency throughout the rest of the season, and yeah. I think that that's what I'm looking for next. Finish a couple games over 500 and color me impressed. And then go open go open up the checkbook in the summer. Oh yeah, I um, I'm glad you mentioned that. So 2022 estimated payroll, uh, 95 million, and they have nobody on the books except for two players, three players in 2023. Um, Tyler, go ahead and guess how much money they have available to spend in 2023. They only have three people on the books on contract for the 2023 season and that's marco gonzalez evan white and ken giles and that's like paid that's not including arbitration arbitration ken giles yeah he's what's yeah. a what's a ken giles yeah. yeah i don't know some guy i think he's had tommy john or something like that but then there's a lot of players on arbitration so there's a, there's a lot of people under club control but they're not making a whole lot of money so, so well, they're not they're not under there? a big contract. So just give me a number: twenty twenty three available payroll for free agents slash trade. Guess what's the cap? There is no cap in baseball. That's right. I'm I'm very excited to hear what you have to say because you're definitely going to be wrong. Sixty or seventy no. million. So is it double that? Two hundred twenty one million. You can give it all back to Robinson Cano. Mm-hmm. Sure. A 39-year-old. Send it back. 
That's another 10-year contract that's the future. for Robinson Cano. That's the future, right? Um, th- like this year, they've I don't they they're really not spending. They have 65 million committed dollars on their books right now. 19 million, 19 million committed dollars. 2023, 14 million committed dollars. And I, I may be reading this graph wrong. I'm on baseball reference right now if anybody's curious and wants to go look at baseball stats. But Bryce still is my it, time. Man. I like it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's where their future okay. is right there. Well, who do you, what do you want them to go get? Because second I know baseman. it's going to be a sh- second baseman, absolutely. Because um, we got, I think we got shortstop taken care of. An ace? Like an ace ace. Like, like I mean, a Garrett Cole-esque ace. Like, top of the market. Like a Jacob deGrom ace. Big money, throw it at him. Because they have the money. They need okay, an so ace. Sec- so it's going to be whoever that is. Marco. A one. You say Logan Gilbert. And then whoever the next, whoever the prospect is to fill that five. And then they might do a six-man rotation at some point. But they need a true number one because Marco is not a true number one. But he, no, he will be the, one of the best twos in the league. And then Yusei. I mean, Yusei is our second highest paid player. Did you know that? But doesn't his contract expire this year? It does. So, so I'd be curious to see if he sticks around. I, if, I, I mean, think if his, so. If his control stays the way that it is, then yes. I, I, I think, think so. so. Um, he signed a three-year um, $43 million deal back to 19 for 19, 20, 21. But then there are team options, right? So there's team options between 22 and 25. Mm. So can they pick that up? Same with Seager. They have a team option for next year. But, you bring him back next year? Yeah, why not? And, and who do they have in the pipeline for third base? I felt like I heard Brock and Salk talk about some kid. No, no. I can't remember his name. He's, he's a couple years away, but I don't think there's anyone in the pipeline for third base, right? Not – if they were to drop Seager, then that would be – this would be third baseman and an ace and probably a second baseman. So, three, like, th- they'd have to spend big money on two players and get a solid veteran for second or third base and then – And then a personal hitting coach for Evan White. That. Because just, you've just invested – um, he sent a six-year, $24 million deal, and he has proven to do nothing. He's under club control until 2028. So you Wait, have $24 him. million dollars total or $24 total, million dollars a total, year? Total, total, oh, total. Yes. God. No, this year he's making $1.3. Next year, $1.4. Then $3 million. Well, okay, so if he so can figure out how to hit, that's all of a sudden a very nice contract. Yes. That's why they did it because it, it's, just, it's just faith, right? And he is a gold glove first baseman. They know that's not going to change. They were looking if we can get him up to two forty. He's a tree bark hitter. Then though. that is gold suddenly, love. He's tree bark bat. He can yes yeah. Like driftwood that. just 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 driftwood that's washed up. It's soggy. It's got some like it's almost like he's going up there it. without a bat. You know, just he, just trying to he punch actually the can't ball. make contact. He he, he maybe just shouldn't go it. with a bat. Just like swing his arm at it. Just get in front of it. I don't know. Stand over the plate. Big forearms, right? Nice. He's a big beefy dude. forearm. He's a yeah, just man. Just yeah. throw that slab of meat at it. Yeah. Go for the hit by pitch. Yeah. Right. Just lean into it. I agree. Get on base. I agree. So anyway, we're we're happy with what we're seeing there. 
Um, anything else um, baseball-related, Bryce, that you want to talk about? Uh, really quick, the Arizona Diamondbacks are officially the worst team in baseball. They're on a 17-game mm-hmm. losing streak. Let's mm-hmm. move on. I'm glad we're not Diamondback fans. Mm-hmm. Most people are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we shifting gears to football now? No, no, no. NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. NBA playoffs. Okay, so since we last spoke, the um, Skip Baylesses of the world, who I'm now committed to trolling almost daily on Twitter, if you want to check too. that out. Um, he, he likes to tweet in all caps, so I call him Grandpa and let him know that you know he left his caps lock on. But um, the uh, the Lakers lost in six to the, to Suns? the Suns. Six to the Suns to an incredible, near-perfect Chris Paul um, and an excellent Devin Booker. Devin Booker, right? That's correct. Devin Booker. Um, and this Suns team looks really good. They beat the Clippers last yeah, night in the um, the West Western Conference, Conference Finals. Finals. It's Finals, Game thank one. you. Um, Kawhi did not play, though. And that's been the story of these playoffs so far is a lot of injuries. LeBron, not 100%. Anthony Davis, not, not 100%. Um, Kyrie Irving for the Nets, who uh, were just trounced. Uh, James Harden for the Nets, um, uh, who were just bounced out by Giannis in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, and then um, for the Jazz, um, Jamal Murray didn't even make it to the, you know, didn't even no, make it into the playoffs. Yeah, and and so it's um it's an interesting um storyline developing because what we have now is the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young. Um, we have uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, mm-hmm. the LA Clippers, and the Phoenix Suns. Those so are the final four. This teams. is awesome, and I saw this one between Trey Young, Giannis, Kawhi, and Chris Paul. One of those players will win their first ring. I think that's re- that's a really cool story. Wait, wait, right one more time. So between Giannis, Chris Paul, uh-huh. Kawhi Leonard. And Trey Young. Kawhi, what are you talking about, Kawhi Leonard? You mean Paul I mean George? Paul George? Paul George. Thank you, because I'm like Kawhi's Paul got George. two. Paul George. One yeah, of them Paul will George. win. A, will win their first ring. I mean, I don't care about Paul George winning the ring. Yeah, I don't the other really. Three, I, could I would. It, I want. The, I'm all in on the Suns. Just by the way, just to get that out there. Love Bryce the Suns. is running hot and close to the Suns, the Suns, burning up. And Stephen A. Smith um, dubbed Devin Booker as the next Kobe Bryant. Which he doesn't do lightly. That uh, no, I mean this is Stephen A. Smith. This isn't Skip Bayless, okay? Because Skip Skip will just so. My say Dallas stuff. Cowboys. Dak the is the next Tom Brady. It's like shut seen. up. Well, it's gotten to the I point. I woke where up it... this morning and drank some celery juice, and I have never been more energized in my life, Shannon Sharp. And I want to talk to you about your L.A. Clippers. You know, it's just a, it's this, just a... this nonsense. Makes for good TV. Guess. He knows it. He's got his gold chain on. Oh yeah. His punchable face. Oh. Anyway. He was worse yeah. at ESPN. But um Even A. Smith did crown Booker and uh they did. did beat the Clippers last night. And the only he thing did. is that um Chris Paul is out indefinitely because of COVID regulations. It's uh, not been confirmed if he has it, if someone in his family has it. Or it's when not, he'll be back, just don't know. If at all. Um and so it's It'll be interested to see though, because I think Kawhi is out indefinitely as well. They haven't. I don't know if they put a um, uh, a diagnosis uh, on it. It's a sprained knee. It, but it it looks it it does it did not look good. I don't know if you've seen the injury. 
No, I did not I'm, look that one. I'm guessing partially torn meniscus, but that's just me. Uh-huh. They just didn't want to say it. That's just me. Um, they're not going you know, to not going to release that. No need. You know, you know, like we said, LeBron is out and you know, this conversation came out, you know, it's the first time he's been bounced in the first round and uh-huh. does this harm his legacy? And I'm no. like Steph Curry didn't even make it into the playoffs. How's his legacy? Yeah. Intact, untarnished. It's fine. Fine. Better than ever. It, it's good for him. He's good. he's going to get some rest. And then he and Clay are going to come. He's back He's going to get to play golf again. and have a good off season and come back focused. And LeBron, he chose okay, to do it. Would have mattered. And everybody else that missed the playoffs is going to do that same thing. So, so why is I? I don't get that argument either. I I, I hate it. Um, LeBron's legacy is fine. Um, now he's going to have the longest off season he's ever had. Yeah. Good. Ever. Good point. Good point ever had he's gonna get his body right hopefully anthony davis can you know work figure out, out his stretch work out i don't know try some squats dude um, so that you don't keep letting your team down um kyle kuzma uh he's gonna get traded you're probably gone brother if not um, just cut they may he and may end up end up just getting cut because dennis schroeder left a huge contract on the table anonymous in a couple of those final he, games he, the he, borderline he, straw man out you know what he turned down right the contract he turned down 84 million dollars from i don't know because he's like i'm a hundred million dollar man it's like well shit now you're now you're gonna be lucky to get a veteran minimum for the memphis grizzlies seriously he was that that bad he was that bad and montrez harrell i don't know if there what was going on there he looked pretty good he just Um, got like 86 by the lakers by, by a vogel yeah weird um and then andre drummond i think could have a place there i think um, vogel likes him it just didn't quite work having davis and drummond on the field at the same time because just the dynamics of those two bigs around he's not it's not the same thing as having a dwight howard it's a it's a different type of big so um so it'd be interesting to see what they do but case in point lebron's legacy is fine and anyone who thinks otherwise is just holding him to a different standard than, you know, a Steph Curry or a KD. And let, let me say this: KD had a really great series against the the Bucks. KD he really was showed out, immaculate, and still, and still couldn't beat the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out here. Let's put it out there right now. Okay. Kyrie Irving before the end of, before the beginning of the season said, "Quote: We don't really need coaching." This oh. is before they hired Steve Nash, right? Before they even got Harden. We don't really need coaching. Resulted in no bench. I cannot name a bench player. No help for KD, who played all but 10 minutes in the last three games. Who are they? Who is on their bench? Other than Blake. Give me a name. Yeah, who knows? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Is John Drew Jordan still there? Oh, technically, yeah. But anybody ah. else, so that's good. That's good. I'll give you that. But anybody else? Um, no, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna no. go with an Eastern European name, Ildalius Sanachenko. I'd I'd believe it if you actually said that with confidence. Yeah, I'd just, believe just you. here you go, Bryce. Here, oh, here's the bench players. Ready for this? Traymond Darrell, Josh Brown, Richard Drexel, and Idrisius Zanchenko. Those are those, those, That's them. I would believe it if I – I'm serious. I'm serious. I probably would believe that. Bryce, oh, Tremont Drexel, that's a good pickup. Oh, yeah, great play. I like him. Picked him up from Clay Drexel. Charlotte. But, you know, 
But anyways, great player out of Charlotte. I, it, 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 I mean, everything that you say and everything that you, everything that you do slash don't do can come back to bite you. Mm. So, and and what I mean by that is James Harden had a lot of injury. How how there really were not that many games where Kyrie. Harden and KD. Were oh, all no, the they didn't play together. together that they much. They really did not. I feel like it might be around twenty-five. So I think I remember seeing a statistic Maybe towards the end 25. of the season. It was still under twenty. Yeah, not much. So Harden's hamstring is getting. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. So, and you know, Steve Nash probably didn't have the uh, authority. The, the cojones and the alpha to, um, in that in that locker to, room. Yeah, to manage that much personality, that much uh, ego. nothing against him, but that you got to have a little bit more. You got to have you got to have a bit of a doc type presence, right? Yeah, Doc Rivers has that. Like he has the credibility and he's got the experience. Nobody's gonna deny that, but he's got the he's got the alpha in the room. Like people listen to Doc. But he's, he's unfortunately he's presence. now also lost like twenty nine. He, he has lost um I want to say I think, four or five straight game sevens. This is just game sevens, not including a well yeah he's lost twenty nine games. I think it's either twenty six or twenty nine games that would clench a series in the playoffs. That sounds a little bit better. Yeah, but um that is outrageously bad. <laughs> but uh, on the seventy sixers. Your second Process. highest, your second highest paid player, Ben Simmons. Um, He's got the yips. Guess how many shots he took in the fourth quarter, not just in, not just in Game Seven, but in the entire None. series. Oh, in the fourth quarter of the entire series, like six or seven. Three, three, three shots in the fourth quarter from your second highest paid player. Yes. Incredible! You saw that clip last night. That incredible! He's he's underneath the basket, lined up to take a dunk, and he just he just. He's underneath yes. the basket and passes it out. He's terrified. Someone in a worse shooting. position. Yeah. And I just don't like. Where in the hell do the 76ers go from here? Because like Ben Simmons didn't play. You know, like your 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 point guard, your second highest paid player isn't shooting. Joel Embiid had eight turnovers in Game Six and Game Seven, Oops. and your bench just kind of just melted. Not a whole lot of production from your bench. And they had leads. It's not like they were just fighting from behind the whole time. They had a 26-point lead in Game 6 in Atlanta. 26 points. Oh, it was nuclear. I mean, like the core breached. It started sinking down into the crust of the earth. All of it. They, could, they, they couldn't flood the reactor. Mm. It, it was a disaster zone. They couldn't do anything. There's and now, no and risk now they mitigation have, whatsoever. Yeah, now, now the they have to flush the whole thing. Um, you know, Ben Simmons has got to go. I feel like that's a Memphis Grizzlies trade oh every day of the week. Maybe like a Chicago Bulls, a Memphis Grizzlies. That's what that feels like to me. Um, Sacramento. Just set them out there. Myanmar. Lovely. But um, so, yeah, I think the, they tried the process. They tried accumulating draft picks. Didn't work. Celtics tried the same thing. Didn't work. Uh, they just blew up their whole thing. Like Brad Stevens is now the um, – the uh director of basketball operations is that mm-hmm. right general manager mm-hmm. and uh his first thing is just like let's send uh, kemba walker out and get yep. al horford back back and who else it's some scrub i don't know I'll probably someone else and, and and money right and pick i don't freaking know like nba oh, draft picks overall... are just it's a second no no it's a second overall pick al horford and a lovely set of lawn furniture really really nice stuff 
um for the big for his for Brad's vacation home down in florida yeah it's very nice it's very nice Mm -hmm. stand up to those harsh um those harsh storms it's very nice lawn furniture so um you know excited to see who ends up in the finals my guess is that's Bucks Suns. and if yeah i'm Chris taking all plays watch the Suns take that It'd be a great series It'd be great for basketball yeah uh the nba might not love it from a market perspective you know we have atlanta which is actually a great basketball town just doesn't have it's hasn't had its fair shake yet um milwaukee not a huge market mm-hmm. um you do have another la team but it's la b and then phoenix so i mean like you kind of get some credit for la but it's not really it's, it's not really the same mm-hmm. as the lakers um and this is the clippers first conference final right yeah wolf mm-hmm. so when people call that a rivalry just remember it's not it's like university of washington and washington state football like we like to pretend but when the other but they're never actually to... playing for anything except for bragging yeah, rights over the other. Exactly. And, you know. and and when Washington's won 10 years in a row, is it really a rivalry? Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Love yeah. you, boys. But, um, yeah, so it's been great. And I do want to note that um, uh, Euro 2020 is now happening. It's happening in 2021. Don't get Live. confused. It's the tournament that was you know supposed to happen last summer. It's happening now. Um. France probably the deserved favorites again, but you know, keep Belgium, an eye on Italy, Belgium has uh, this is probably the last shake for their um, golden generation. Uh, a lot of great players. This is probably their window. Um, but Italy with Roberto Mancini has only lost like two games out of the last twenty nine. Keep an eye on them, and then you know, probably everyone saw what happened in the first game with Denmark as Christian Eriksen had a heart palpitation, literally just stumbled to the ground because his heart stopped, and. Um, the captain of the team. It was last name. Okay, Simon Scar. Um, Simon Scar. Like K J A S S S S something. Yeah. Well, he runs over, dislodges Erickson's tongue from his uh, throat. His throat, so that he can keep the the airways open, and then then has his teammates form a ring around him mm-hmm. while medics perform chest compressions and then hit him with a defibrillator and bring Erickson back. Um, and the medics confirmed after the fact he was gone on the field. Um, so really uh, a profound moment that transcended sport. And uh, the question, you know, will he play again? He's, he's had a device implanted. Um, no, I, my guess is going to be no. You know, your heart breaks for him. He's an excellent player, the player of the generation for Denmark. By um, far their best player and probably one of their best players yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um you know, and could happen to anyone. You know, I remember this happened to um, what's his name, uh, Fabrice Mwamba, Newcastle oh. player, same same exact thing, underlying heart condition. He was you know dead on the field for minutes. You know, and so it was just really profound to see that. But then to see the reaction of the Denmark team, the Denmark captain, come together, uh, shield the medics while they did their work was pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought we'd be remiss without mentioning that and. We wish him a speedy recovery. All obviously, yeah. he's released a statement saying he's okay, but yeah, I mean, it, just seeing that notification, it's just like everyone picked it up. CNN picked it up. It, ev- was, it was everywhere, everywhere, and you didn't miss that. Yeah. If you're on Facebook, any any sort of media platform, you saw that. 
and um what's his name uh one of the writers uh gabe marcotti of espn fc wrote a really nice piece about Mm -hmm. it as well if you want if you want to look into it Mm -hmm. um can we switch can we switch gears and make uh this kind of just it is it does involve soccer but two minutes gotta wrap this puppy up espn and their their euro coverage is driving me nuts because the anchor doesn't know what he's talking about the secondary guy I don't even – I've never heard of him. And then they had Alessandro Del Piero, who actually barely speaks English. No, Alessandro so a watching, very heavy accent. He's a great player for Italy, One of the, a great player. I think he played for Juventus, right? Yeah. Yes, he did. Fantastic player. Cannot speak English. I actually had no idea what he was trying to say. And I'm like, what, what we, are we yeah. doing here? Give him – yeah, like give him the Italian commentary for Italy. You know, like so um, – yeah. Something. Uh, ESPN FC is, you know, because Ian Dark's not there anymore, right? He's I don't somewhere else. think so. They have John Champion now, which when, thank when God they, they have John oh, Champion great. and Twelman. John Champion, John Champion and, and Twelman do a great job together. They're absolutely yeah. fantastic, and, but that's all they have. And then they had Ian Dark and, and um, Steve McManaman who were great, but everyone else, you know, especially when they do, mm-hmm. like the U.S. coverage is generally awful. It's so bad. It, it's, it's so always, it's always bad. They just bad. try so hard and it's just, it's painful to watch. Because oh, yeah. they actually have no, no idea what they're talking about, and yeah, or you can't understand what they're talking. And it literally about got one. to the point where you can't understand what he's saying, and you're on ESPN. I just so, saw uh, Del Piero's. You know that that cooking show, The Final Table. Mm-hmm. Del Piero is the judge in one of those rooms. Oh, around. Yeah, he was in there. Very nice. Very nicely dressed. Great player. Sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we are moving to DC this Friday. Oh yeah. So this will be the last time I dial in from Brooklyn, New York. Um. So. But I think we should be back to a pretty normal cadence, Bryce. I wonder if we don't record while we're both in the Cape. Probably can we could swing that. Figure it, yeah. We could figure it out. We'll figure something out. Figure yeah. something out. And then, um, you know, eventually I'd like to get this on a weekly cadence too. Yes. Probably when I'm out of I school. Agree. We'll get there. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for bearing with us. It's an inconsistent schedule, but I think, you know, especially when I'm done with school in December, Bryce and I will be able to probably just set a day, Tuesdays mm-hmm. at 7 or, you know, Tuesdays at 8 or whatever, and we'll go from there. Yep, um, sure so, will. So in that case, yeah, covered a little bit of golf. Good story there. NBA playoffs, Mariners looking good, and the Euros will uh, make sure we put a bow on the NBA playoffs and the Euros when they come around and we might even talk about a little bit of the tour de France as well. Bryce and I do enjoy Starts watching some up. cycling. Yep. We do not discriminate against sports here. Mm-hmm. We will make fun of people, but we do not discriminate against sports. Um, final thoughts, Bryce, not a thing. All right. Thank you everyone. Keep on taking care of each other. Have a great 4th of July celebrations. Mm-hmm. If you don't hear from us until then, we sure will um, take care. Looking forward to talking to you next time.